This is the Success Nothing Less Show, a place where we can challenge our limitations and beliefs on what we can accomplish in life. On the show, we will share successful insights, lessons, and strategies from a host of special guests to help you get to the next level. Not only will we discuss their successes, we'll examine those important lessons learned from their failures and how they conquered them. From tips on finance and business to relationships, as well as health and wellness techniques that will help you thrive and become your greatest self. Now, let's get to the show. I'm so excited to have a gentleman right now that needs no introduction. He is running for D.C. State Attorney of General. Uh, and I'm so excited to have Mr. Ryan Jones on today. Matter of fact, we're rooting for him to be the winner. We're putting out there in the universe. Make sure you guys submit your ballots, get your votes, get the signs in your yards right now. Definitely dial up his team. And um, welcome, Mr. Ryan Jones. How are you? Hi, Kat Harvey. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So let's get started. You know, tell people a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from, and how did you get on this journey that you're on right now? All right. Well, my name is Ryan Jones. I'm running to be attorney general for the District of Columbia. I started out on this journey because I knew, well, look, I went to law school in order to make a difference, not only in my own life, but in lives of people who need it the most. You know, people need people to advocate for them. I wanted to, one, understand and better understand the way this world works. I think law school is the best education anyone could experience in this country. And so taking that education, I learned how critical it was to use that information for good. And so you try to cut your teeth on important cases and do the good work. So in 2020, we saw the, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, there was no greater expression of give me freedom or give me death because of the social uh, injustice that was happening. We're watching taxes being stopped, but we didn't see, you know, that black people could be safe uh, from killings by the police. And so when you saw that energy hit 16th Street, that turned 16th Street into Black Lives Matter Plaza, you look in the mirror at the end of the day and say, what more can you do? And so the months went by and the protests continued. You know, streets were paved and painted black and yellow with Black Lives Matter. And so you saw the social outcry for wanting and demanding better from our leaders. And it wasn't clear that they had it in them. So I believe that I had to step up and I decided, okay, I'm going to take that energy and try to use my skill set, which I have honed over the last decade to protect more people. I just can't be out here doing it for myself, making a living for myself. There's real people suffering every day and in large masses, and what better of a position politically could I do it than Attorney General right here in my hometown, Washington, D.C. So that's really where it started, but I'll share that you start on out on something, you grow into the role, you understand what else is out there, what other concepts you have to incorporate and you realize how big of a position and what is required of you. And now your platform changes, it grows. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for that. So as you know, a lot of people are moving out of the city um, 
the crime rate is up and uh, people are actually scared. You know, people can carjack, uh, you know, the jails can't hold people in the cells. So what, what, how do you, how do you plan to make the community safe? You know, considering COVID people losing their jobs, people losing their businesses. So how do you get people to actually stay within DC and actually make a difference? You know, you have to be creative. Uh, first of all, people were leaving DC because of the way the lifestyle is here. And that got eviscerated because of COVID. Now we're being reingratiated into a, I guess, more classic style or lifestyle where you can go to restaurants, you can go to bars, you can go to, you know, uh, community events. And it makes the convenience of a uh, close knit city uh, very valuable. So I think the city sells itself with those types of amenities. And so, but you have to have the means to live and work here. And so can you still get a job that pays you a living wage that then also affords you an opportunity to enjoy the great, uh, you know, uh, extracurriculars that the city has to offer? So how does the attorney general play a role in keeping people in Washington, D.C.? I think that's uh, really going to be a collaboration with other leaders. Uh, the attorney general is the leading legal mind in the District of Columbia, where they will advise and guide the district, its leaders, tell them what's right and what's wrong, what they can or cannot do. So, you know, you talk about how affordable housing works and what the attorney general's role is in that. When you talk about zoning laws, you're talking about uh, making sure that banks aren't doing anything pernicious uh, to get historic residents out. You want to make sure that they can keep their property, you know, things like that. Uh, however, there's no policies that, I won't say there's no, but it's not as if the AG is going to be the person that's enacting laws uh, unilaterally to keep people in D.C. Okay. So what's been your mantra? What's been your quote? um as far as during the most difficult times on this journey right now to, to keep you pushing and keep you in the race i'm sure there's a lot of challenges and obstacles that come with your territory so what what is that look uh july 29th i had a you know meet and greet at victory and i tell people look you wake up you look yourself in the mirror you say you have a every morning you give yourself a chance to be great by going out and trying show up you tell yourself positive things. Tell yourself you're amazing. You tell yourself you're going to get it done. You tell yourself, yo, I'm going to find a way, <laughs> one way or another. And that's that's where I am. You know, that's the kind of person I am. If you're from Washington, D.C., you know the type of obstacles that young folks have to deal with to try to enjoy their lives. And so you just push, you know. Take a hit and keep going. Okay. So how do you encourage young people to get in politics? I know everybody wants to be a rapper and Instagram and and and, and entertain and things like that, but we need more politicians. Um, my, my uncle's actually a federal judge, so I'm I'm proud of him as well. But um, how do you make that cool for young people? I don't think what I'm doing is cool, not going. Okay. <laughs> Right. And what what it requires of you is a stick to that you will need in anything that you need to be successful. in. 
So if you're going to be a rapper, you better be in the studio day and night. If you're going to be an athlete, you better be in the gym or field of play relentlessly. If you're going to be a great student, stay in the books. If you're going to go out into whatever you do, whatever your endeavor, you have to have a tremendous amount of focus. So why politics? You recognize the interplay of law and and uh, the and, and authority. So attorney generals, as much as it's saying you're a politician, really, I'm an attorney first. It just happens to be a role that you have to be elected in because it's a popularity contest. Who do we want to see be our attorney general? Who's going to be that figurehead? And so I would encourage anybody who has a desire to help and serve, participate in a campaign. You'll see just how fun they can be. And then you'll see behind the curtains, you get to see how the sausage is made, so to speak. And so I'm pretty sure. So have you have you had to change your circle? I know a lot of times when our when our mind expands, it can't go back to being the same. Like you have to change your circle as far as people probably say, you know what, you can't do it, or you know, maybe next year. Like, did you have to endure any, any of that? All right. So you find out who your friends really are. But the people that are really your friends, you grow draw closer to them. That's the key. And I'm glad you asked this question because it's something I thought about recently. Stay loyal to your folks. There are going to be a lot of people in the industry of politics that want to come around and cling to you and tell you all this stuff that you don't know them. You can't trust them. And the truth is, the people that you do know can figure this stuff out. This is, you know, being organized, sticking together, keeping a team that you can trust, enjoy yourself with. And it's just a it's just another form of being social with a little bit of structure to it. So I found out that drawing closer to my friends has been the best thing that I've done. And I've gotten closer to people that I had been estranged from or hadn't seen of in a very long time. So I'm very happy and excited about that. And I would encourage anybody who does go into politics, if you think that you have, you know, burned some bridges, they'll get rebuilt with, uh, you know, your pursuits. And so, you know, and people you know, reimagine what it is to have these type of core relationships. Uh, and not that that's true for me, so to speak, but I believe that that's what happens. You know, my friends have drawn closer to me and I've drawn closer to them. And I find peace and comfort in those friendships now more than ever. OK, so what did your parents have to say when you first brought up the idea and I know they're probably your biggest cheerleaders. Like what, what has been their experience um, during this journey for you? So I grew up in DC and you would see the campaign season and you'd be reading the newspaper articles. You know, you recognize that this is not a game or an industry where it's a lot of friends. And so my parents know where my heart is and know that uh, I have the desire to create change through this you know, functionality of society. And so they're supportive in that sense. However, you know, I'm trying to keep them sheltered from all of this madness. You know, I don't want people coming around them and I'm not trying to parade them around for votes and, and uh, you know, handshakes and try to be more relatable because I have this sweet, loving, and enduring relationship with my parents. I keep my, my relationship with my parents 
sacred and private. I'm not parading them around. However, my mom is on some campaign literature because people saw a picture and thought, oh, this is a great picture. You know, you should you should put that out there. It's like, yeah, well, that's me and my mom. You know, that was a picture that I used on Facebook to celebrate her for her birthday. And then, you know, folks came around and said, hey, you, you need to put this on a flyer. And I didn't push back. And my mom said, hey, did you ask me permission? You know, it's that kind of, uh, you know, you just become more of yourself really in front of everybody. That's what a, a campaign is. And that's my relationship with my mom. And so, you know, it's no different than it's always been. It's just, uh, I guess, more exacerbated or more enriched. And, you know, I'm happy about it. That's for sure. Okay. I know they're happy. They'll be more happy when you win, right? We celebrate all together. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they are happy about the progress that I've made. They're happy that, you know, hey, look, it's going well. You you know, I, we're hearing good feedback. You know, uh, congratulations. It's awesome to hear. You know, you know we, we're the most critical of ourselves. I'm sure your mom's more critical of you than anyone else. And so when your mother and father are hearing good feedback about their product, <laughs> so it's, you know, they feel good about it. You know, Ryan's not out here embarrassing us. You know? <laughs> That's true. So what are your top, you know, I guess, top two priorities um, during your first year in office? Great question. Uh, the number one goal here is to create equality, a system that everyone can all excel in and be sure that there is a design in place that creates harm and it's purposeful and i recognized it and i wanted to dissipate and i wanted to go away and i want to use the law in order to do that so i want to create a task force that goes through the dc code and regulations that removes these bad laws that removes this bad design and we rewire this system through the code and through regulation to uplift people give people what they need, get them access to what it is that would allow them to enjoy a better quality of life. That's that's number one. And I think if you do that, all the other things fall in line. However, there are some core things that you just can't get around. So if I say I want to put in an expungement clinic right into the court, right into DC Superior Court, that allows people who have a record to get expunged without expending a bunch of money and go out there and have a better chance to compete in the workforce, to go get a job, to do it the right way. Uh, also in that same vein is allowing people to have access to getting a will and having it registered with the court and having better oversight over how we treat our seniors in our community. So that's kind of tied together, but that's what I want to do. That's like, out the gate, we're creating a better access to justice for people who need it the most. Okay, okay. And then what's, um, I would say, who would be some of your biggest supporters right now that you've gotten no responses that you weren't expecting? Uh, I'll use this as an opportunity to gloat and boast about my practice. So I got a call the other day from a gentleman. He's an older gentleman, and I didn't, you know, pay attention really to, you know, his name uh, until we're in a hearing. And we're in this hearing, and he's talking about certain things, and I have to like scratch my head. I said, oh, "Wait a second. <laughs> and I, you know, 
I find out that he is a former U.S. Secretary of Commerce for the United States. And I'm blown away, you know, uh, because everything now is virtual or telephonic and over email. So when I realized that, you know, I recognize that my uh, practice has reach and it's been able to protect and affect positively one of the most prominent figures in American history. So I'm proud of that. And I think them reaching out to use my services you know, during this time wasn't a mistake. <laughs> so uh, I think that was a big surprise to me. So what services does your practice currently offer? Oh, we do a lot. And mind you, you got to you gotta think that I'm far busier than I've been, right? I'm in, got the campaign going. I've got my practice where I litigate on behalf of, you know, a myriad of clients and a myriad of uh, forums covering a myriad of uh, practice areas. That's why you have a law firm. You can have, you know, workers' conversation, criminal defense, intellectual property matters, you know, things of that nature. And you're going into court. You've got employment matters. I've got a civil rights case pending. I've got, you know, a noise complaint thing happening in uh, D.C. Superior Court. You just step in. You're a civil litigator. You use your skills. You know what it's there. You have a toolbox. And you go into court and take care of business. And that's kind of what the practice does. Okay. And then uh, I know we're about to wrap up shortly. So what is, I know a lot of small business owners and business owners like myself are wondering, you know, what's in it for me? You know, why should I vote you in office? You know, people are closing their doors right now. Um, people having to go actually work a nine to five who've probably never even worked a nine to five in their life. What's, what's in it for them and why should they vote for you? What I'm telling you is you have a better chance when you have somebody advocating zealously for your rights, when you know that somebody's in there with a perspective that you share, that hasn't had, you know, uh, a walk in life so much different than their own. And that way you can start creating a environment that, that, you know, insulates them. I'm a small business owner myself, you know, a guy that we were going out signing, uh, getting petitions together for, for this campaign. He was selling himself. Hey, I'm a small business owner. I'm, I'm supporting Ryan Jones for attorney general. And, you know, we've worked together, you know, uh, it, it's that kind of community that I've created and to know and say, Hey, look, I can relate to you. I get it. You know, to step up and try to use a political uh, office such as this to exact good in Washington, D.C., across the city, no matter what your ethnic background is, your class is, your race is, you know that somebody cares about you and you don't have to confront awful things on the news without knowing that there's going to be somebody that steps up strong and, uh, 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 you know, zealously to see that that type of news doesn't hit the TV again. So can you tell everyone where they can find and connect with you at and then also your website and then also the um, the dates for voting, uh, registration and, and and deadlines? All right. Look, please go out and vote for me June 6th through June 21st. June 6th is when early voting starts in Washington, D.C. June 21st, 2022 is Election Day. 
Uh, I have a website. It's Ryan Jones for AG. I have an Instagram. It's Ryan Jones ESQ. That's Ryan Jones Esquire, uh, abbreviated. So Ryan Jones ESQ. I have Ryan Jones for AG on Twitter. I have Ryan Jones for Attorney General on Facebook. You know, please go out there. You can kind of see the videos I've done, the tweets I've sent out. You can see the perspective that I have on news articles, the articles that I've been featured in, the work that I've done and talked about. You can learn more in those uh, with those resources. Uh, I hope that you see that this isn't about me and more so about Washington, D.C.'s constituents and an impact that an attorney general focused on justice and access to justice for people can have, not just in Washington, D.C., but as the nation's capital spread around the United States so that leadership starts to feel different. You start to redefine what it is to be in the public eye. You can wear a beard. You can be black. You can be a certain age. You can be comfortable in your own skin and, you know, embrace your unique qualities and bring that to the world so that other people can do the same thing because everyone's got value to bring. And I believe that. I don't think I'm any more special than anyone else. I just know that I have a whole lot of confidence in seeing the world change and being more uh, ingratiating and more warm to people who look like us and who just want to enjoy themselves, who just want to have a happy life, right? And so you got to stand up to the bad guy sometimes, and I want to do that. Okay. Well, I want to say thank you so much for your time. Um, I know you're extremely busy speaking with us today and letting people know about you, your personal story, your campaign. Um, definitely check him out at his website, ryanjonesforag.com. I got that right, right, Ryan? That's right. Okay. All right. For ag.com. Okay. Okay. Support him. Martin Luther King back here. Okay. You know, he's a hero. He's a guy that, you know, is guiding me. So if you have any questions or things like that, you know, that's what I'm on. Okay. Well, thank you again. Um, You are our first guest of many of us returning in, in what, almost three or four years. So truly appreciate it. See nothing but great things for you. I know you're going to win this campaign and We'll have a, a celebration, a celebration interview <laughs> coming. What? So when will you? When will you know? When will you all be notified? Like July, June first. Oh, June first. Okay. That night, midnight, around that time, you wake up the next morning. You're gonna have a new, you know, a Democratic uh, elect for Attorney General in Washington D.C. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you Kat again. Harvey. Make sure. Cat huh? Harvey, really appreciate what you're doing. Keep going, keep sharing your vision, keep bringing in new guests, keep talking about important issues. It's needed. You never know when the conversation is going to really hit and strike a nerve with somebody that inspires someone. So uh, thank you. And I feel honored to be here to share my voice. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us at the Success Nothing Less show. Make sure you subscribe to our website, www.successnothingless.co and our YouTube channel to get notified of upcoming shows, events, and future content. Connect with us on social media at successnothingless.co and join our Facebook community to connect with other individuals worldwide. Be sure to leave us a comment and a five-star review on your favorite podcast app, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other apps. 
We would love to hear from you. Also, please feel free to share the show with others. Until next time, success nothing less.